What's going on, fellas? Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Um, it is December 1st, 9.40 p.m. Rob Carbone coming at you with episode 48 of BD4. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't ever know anymore. It's the same old shit. It's the same old shit. Listen, I'm here. I'm always going to be here. Always going to be a Knicks fan. But man, it's got to start coming sometime. And it hasn't. It hasn't. (laughs) The sky is blue. The ocean is wet. And the Knicks are bad. <laughs> Two more losses since we've last spoken. Um, Friday night, Knicks go out there against the 76ers at the Garden. First half was strong. They moved the ball around. They were active defensively. They played with a grit, with some energy, with some urgency. Played great defense. Second half came along. Knicks give up 61 points. Let the Sixers go on a 37 to set a 31 to seven third quarter run. Uh, they get stagnant on both ends. Missed free throws. Second half perimeter defense fell off. Fouling, lots of fouling, lots of free throws for the Sixers that they executed on. Mitchell Robinson fouled out. Marcus Morris fouled out. And Bede had himself a night. It all sucked. It all sucked. The Knicks lost. Tonight, honestly, honestly, tonight was the same story against the Celtics. A competitive first half where the Knicks were clicking offensively. Once again, the ball was moving around exceptionally. The defense was active. Guys were diving on the floor. You know, that play with Bobby Portis and Mitchell Robinson where they got the loose ball and Mitch ended up slamming it down. Bobby dove on the ground to get it prior to. It was great. They had some activity in the first half, but once again, the same old story came down to the Knicks blowing a lead in the second half. The game was in the Knicks' favor with 6.48 to play. Julius Randle hits a two-pointer, about a nine-foot shot. A little mellow step back, and I think that gave the Knicks a two-point lead. But from there, it fell off, and this time, it was the turnovers. Up to that point, the 6.48 mark in the fourth, the Knicks only had 12 turnovers. They were you know, handing, handling the ball efficiently, keeping it in their hands. But four consecutive possessions where they turned the ball over led to 12 straight 
Boston Celtic points. And that was the turnaround, a 12-point turnaround. That was it. That was the game right there. You cannot have that happen. Knicks were getting too selfish. Once again, it always comes down to that. In the final minutes of the game, the Knicks come down to play hero ball, and it never works. Right? Playing hero ball without a hero. Isolating. Dribbling. Taking piss-poor shots. And turning it over. Just being selfish. No communication. Four turnovers in a row, guys. All within like the final six minutes. That can't happen. Where are the fundamentals? And of course, that wasn't the only reason the Knicks lost. You know, it was only the most glaring reason because it came right in the final minutes. But, you know, it was a big reason. But yeah, there were others. The Knicks can't make free throws. We know this shit, and it continued tonight. They missed 11 more free throws tonight. Yeah, they shot 70%, but are you really going to, are we really going to, um, you know, praise them for shooting 70%? Come on. They missed 11 free throws against Boston tonight. 27 out of 36, or I'm sorry, 26 out of 37. That harmed them. But their defense, man, their miscommunications on defense, it is so annoying. It's nev- There's never any adjustments by David Fisdale. They fail to rotate uh, correctly off screens every single time. They get destroyed off the picks. Somebody sets a hard screen, and the Knicks are either late chasing down their defender who's on his way to an easy drive down the lane, or they're leaving somebody wide open from three. So we saw it tonight. Celtics weaved in and out, getting into the paint, and the Celtics hit 15 more triples on the Knicks to their 8 of 26 shooting. They are so bad rotating off the screens. So bad. David Fisdale's defensive scheme has obviously not worked, and we're 20 games in, he still does not see it. Speaking of, remember 10 games ago when the Knicks had that passive-aggressive subliminal press conference that was pretty much directed to David Fisdale? You remember that? They said they were going to judge the team, that they were going to evaluate them in 10-game increments. Well, it's been another 10 games. (laughs) And after starting out 2-8, and eight, we've continued that trend, going 2-8 and eight again. Now we're 4-16. and 16. We've yet to see an improvement. Does this mean something's going to happen? Are we going to see a big change? Because 2-8 and eight and 2-8 and eight does not scream improvement to me. No. I get it. There's been some... Stretches where they've looked like they've had some more continuity over these last 10 games. But at some point, it has to be about results. You have to at least get some kind of a result, and the Knicks aren't getting results. They're getting results. They're just getting losing results. So here we are again. What's going to happen now? We're going to have another press conference? 10 more games, is it? 
I mean, let's go. Shake it up. I'm tired of Fizdale. I'm tired of this front office. I'm tired of this same pathetic Knicks team that never seems to make adjustments. I'm running out of things to say in these episodes, honestly, because I could just keep saying the same old shit, you know, that I've been saying over the past few weeks, months, but it's it's going to bore you. Honestly, so I stopped taking notes and I'm just going to say what's on the top of my head. You know, it's hard to it's hard to do. It's the Knicks are really making it hard for me to podcast here because it's the same exact issues every game. It's the same exact state we're talking about every two, you know, every episode. It's hard. It's hard to do something on the Knicks when they're the same miserable product night in, night out. The positives from tonight's game, I guess Dennis Smith Jr. did a nice job filling in for Frank Nielakina, who left hurt after about seven minutes. Dennis Smith Jr. had 17 points on 6 of 11 shooting, 7 assists, just 2 turnovers. I liked how he was attacking the rim tonight. He was aggressive, and he was playing to his M.O. He was getting to the basket. That's the Smith Jr. we know. His defense wasn't his normal pathetic defense. It was better. But he still had his normal defensive lapses every here and there. But he played well tonight. 17 points on efficient shooting. We'll take that. An efficient assist to turnover ratio, we will take that too. Kevin Knox also got the start over the injured Marcus Morris. Knox played better. Um, you know, He responded nicely to having a stretch of about three or four games where he rarely played, if not did not play. He scored 11 points, 4 of 9 shooting, 2 of 6 from deep, but 11 points, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks in 22 minutes is what I'm looking at. He was active. When when Kevin Knox, you know, when he brings that phys, uh, physicality, that aggressiveness out there, when he plays, you know, when he doesn't half-ass it out there, he can help a team. That's his issue, though. He plays with a low motor more than half the time he's out there, so you're not going to get a lot from him. But tonight we saw more multidimensional Knox grabbing boards, contesting some shots, and just overall being more, you know, more active out there. So a nice job by Knox to bounce back. But I mean, how much time how many how many positives can we really go over here? Cause there are so many negatives. Hey, Mitchell Robinson fouled out again tonight, guys. That's excellent. Is this guy ever going to improve? I'm sorry, let me reword that because he has improved his game. But is he ever going to improve his discipline? He fouled out two nights in a row and he didn't even play 20 minutes tonight. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But it's those stupid ticky-tacky fouls he gets that he can't seem to stay out of. Stay away from. He can't seem to avoid those fouls. Whether that be jumping on the three-point line, you know, uh, refusing to stay on his feet, or just... Doing some ridiculous reaching, he always finds himself in foul trouble. And it sucks because this guy is so effective when he's out on the floor. He's a guy who can give you 10 plus points. He does need work offensively. He does need to improve his offensive game and find some kind of other way to score. But he's still scoring you 10 points when he's out there. You know, when he when he's giving you minutes, he can still score you 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 points. And he can still give you 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 rebounds. 
He can be a double-double threat when he's out there, but the problem is he's rarely friggin' out there because he's fouling out half the time. Guy should be playing 30 minutes a night, but he can't because he can't stay out of his own way. So the thought crossed my mind tonight. Now, I didn't want to say it, and I still don't want to say it, and I'm still not even really saying it, but it did cross my mind. Just thinking about, hmm, would it be the worst thing in the world... I can't even say it because I don't want to, but maybe, listen, would it be the worst thing in the world to send Mitchell Robinson to the G League for a little bit to get him, you know, to improve that discipline? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not for it. I really, I'm not for it, obviously. I, I mean, I'm honestly not for it, but, but guys, I, I do want to see some improvement and we've seen, if anything, regression in that area. And the worst part about it is when you see him foul out of these games and get taken to the bench, getting in foul trouble, you see him complaining about these calls as if it isn't him. He's unaware that he's fouling. He thinks it's not him fouling. He thinks, oh, it's not a foul. The IQ is low, and that's not good. You have to recognize it. So maybe Fizdale should tell him every once in a while, hey, you did foul, deal with it, take it on the chin, shut up, and get to the bench. And then go out there and stop fouling. Hold him accountable. Because he obviously, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't realize that he is fouling out there. Putting his arms up, complaining. No, you did foul. You are fouling every game and it's on you. It's not the ref's fault. And listen, I don't want to spend too much time on Mitch because he's one of the few bright spots of this team. But... You know, he's also one of one of many, uh, you know, flaws on this team, too. He's got some flaws, and it's bothering me because he is one of their best players, but he can't stay on the floor, so. What else do we have to say? What really, what else do we have to say? They've got to improve, man. Can't defend pick and roll. Can't defend anything off the screen leading to easy interior baskets, easy shots, wide open on the perimeter. They can't you know, seem to keep this continuity offensively for more than one half of basketball. It always you know, comes down to ISO in the end. It's a sloppy, non-fundamental play. Can they just be competent for one game and pick up a win? We're 4-16. and 16. Last year, we were 6-14. and 14. We're worse than we were last year. Four and 16. Four games out of 20. We have one. That's 20% basketball. Come on. I would love to be like 8 and 12. To me, 8 and 12 is what the Knicks should be. A team that's not good, but at least competent out there. You know, they can at least play... 40% basketball, but they're playing 20% ball. They're not even being half decent out there. They're really, 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 really pathetic. From game one of this season to game 20 right here, right now, we are not improving. We've regressed every game, it feels like. David Fisdale said tonight he thought the Knicks were getting better as a basketball team. Are you kidding me? Again, 2-8 and eight and 2-8. and eight. That's not getting better. 
Hell, that's not even staying the same in my book because honestly, they've been just as sloppy. Come on, man. How is any of this going to get better either? How? Can somebody actually sit there and tell me that things are going to improve when we have yet to see any kind of sign, any kind of symbolism that tells you, oh, you know what? Things are on the up and ups. We don't we don't have anything to look at right now. We have a mediocre talent, a terrible front office, piss poor coaching and a rough schedule ahead of us. So I, I really don't see how this is going to end well. Where is the improvement? Things need to change. Things need to change. Can we do something? Something positive. Sell heavy at the deadline. You better be doing that at least. Get some draft picks in return. Get Marcus Morris out of here and get a number one, you know, first rounder in return. Get uh, Wayne Ellington out of here. Get everybody besides Mitchell Robinson and RJ Barrett out of here for all I care. We've got to start improving. We have got to start improving. Because this is the same shit that's been happening for the, really for the last 46 years. It's annoying. It is so annoying. I'm 24 years old and find it annoying. I can't imagine what it feels like to be a 42-year-old. My goodness. So up next we have Milwaukee on Monday and Denver on Thursday. But yeah, tomorrow night's going to be rough. Milwaukee has one of the better offenses in the game. They score a shit ton of points, hit a shit ton of threes. They get to the line a ton. They play good enough defense, um, but Giannis is going to tear us apart. I'm not excited for that. It's going to be a joke seeing him you know, rip apart Julius Randle or whoever it's going to be. Yeah, Julius Randle. Oh, my God. And then the Nuggets, who have the best defense in the league, I, I personally think. Um... But how the hell are we going to beat the Bucks? That's what we got to focus on next. The 17 and 3 Bucks versus the 4 and 16 New York joke of a Knickerbocker team. <laughs> God, this team sucks. I'm so sick and tired of doing this. I am. But hey, <laughs> the season's still young, right? I guess that's the only positive I can take. We're only a quarter of the way through, about a quarter of the way. I don't know. That's 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 really the best thing I could take from this. But man, like um just like the report that came out tonight, um a Western Conference executive said the Knicks are playing worse than the talent they have on the team. You know, with that talent they should be better. And I've been saying that all not only all season long, but I've been saying that, you know, I said that all off season long that with the talent on this team, while it's not too much talent, it's enough to where they shouldn't be playing 200 basketball, right? You guys heard me say it. You guys hear me say it every single episode that I believe the Knicks should be heading towards, you know, 30 wins, a win percentage, which would mean a win percentage right under 400. So that's that's what they should be doing, right? With the roster construct, I understand they're not going to be a great team. I understand they're not going to be a good team. But they should still, with the talent they have and with effort and with better coaching, they could have at least been a 400 team. But instead, guys, instead we've regressed and instead we're playing 200 basketball. We're playing pathetic, you know, disheartening, hard to watch, 
ball at times. And, you know, in the games that we play hard, in the games that we do give this type of urgency and hang around with a good, tough contending teams like we did tonight, it's always coming down to coaching, to whether it's, you know, failing to execute out of the timeout like we always do, or, you know, giving this giving the wrong players run at the wrong time or just drawing up stupid isolation plays for players who won't be here prior to January, uh, following January. It just doesn't make sense sometimes with the coaching. And I think David Fizdale eventually will get fired if this continues. But guys, when is it going to happen? It's going to be interesting to see how the next few, you know, days or weeks go as, you know, this 10 game increment thing has reached its second level already. So we have to see where this goes now. Is something going to happen in the coming days? I don't think so, but you know what? I hope. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got tonight. I really can't do more. I'm going to be sick to my stomach if I, if I continue to talk about this joke of a franchise. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Rob Carbone signing out. I'm out. Ciao.